Hey guys, what's up? Carson here. Welcome back to George Has the Wheel. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about naval aviators. So hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you have any questions, comments, reviews, or suggestions for upcoming episodes, shoot me an email at georgehasthewheel7500 at gmail.com and let me know what you think. George Has the Wheel starts right now. Hey guys, what's up? Carson here. So like I said in the intro today, we're going to be talking about naval aviators. And I'm also going to have a, a uh, episode on Air Force aviators, and then I'm going to have an episode where I really compare the differences. And um, So yeah, let's get started. So what is a naval aviator? A naval aviator is either a Coast Guard pilot, a Navy pilot, or a Marine pilot. And... Um, pilots of anything okay so they I don't mean pilots but like the pilots that steer a ship I'm just clarifying that um, I mean it the the commander of any aircraft so let's lay down some basic you know ground all all naval aviators um, all aviators within the United States military at all um, who fly they're all uh, officers every single one that goes for naval aviators Air Force aviators um, it, anybody in the military, in the United States military who flies an aircraft, pilots an aircraft, I should say, is an officer. It's, it's like a ground rule that's always been there. So, what is a naval aviator? Uh, like I said, naval aviator is just a pilot of a Navy, Marine Corps, or Coast Guard aircraft. So, we'll start first by talking about the Coast Guard. Um, for some, the Coast Guard Act isn't part of the Navy, for a lot of you who might think it is, the Coast Guard isn't part of the Navy, but for some reason, they have, uh, close to the same customs, I shouldn't say for some reason, it's for a pretty obvious reason. You know, they're both seagoing services, and actually, interestingly, the Coast Guard is older than the Navy. Um, the, nine months before the Navy even had their first warship in the sea, the Coast Guard had boats out there. And uh, I can't remember who proposed that there was a Coast Guard, but that I'm slightly getting I'm getting slightly off topic. The Coast Guard Naval Navy, obviously the Coast Guard doesn't fly fighter jets. They mainly have search and rescue aircraft and um, search and rescue helicopters. So search and rescue aircraft, fixed and rotor wing, fixed wing aircraft. Um, I'm going to talk about the pipeline a little. So to become a fixed wing, a fixed wing uh, Coast Guard pilot. You need to, uh, you have several options. You can either just go straight down to the recruiter's office and, um, you know, apply for a commission, um, signed by the president, you know, to into the Coast Guard as an officer. Or you can you, take the most common route, which is the United States Coast Guard Academy. And it, where it is, I can't remember where it is right now, it's kind of uh, slipping my mind, um, but. It's somewhere in the east and on the coast. So you go to the Coast Guard Academy, you get free tuition, and in return you have to uh, serve, I believe, six years, as it is with all the service academies, uh, four active duty and two reserve. So you go to the Coast Guard Academy, and it's the only U.S. service academy that does not require a congressional nomination to get in.
but you still have to have a stellar academic and uh, sports record to get in. It's pretty much just as hard as the other academies, you know, except for the congressional nomination part. Um, so there's definitely a little bit, there was definitely a little bit of de debate back in the day whether the Coast Guard Academy should be founded because the Coast Guard is actually not a part of the military. They are under the Department of Homeland Security, but in time of war, the Department of the Navy will take them under its wing, and they will become part of the Department of the Navy. So it's a little confusing, but yeah. So you go, say you want to go through the Coast Guard Academy route, you go to the Coast Guard Academy, after you get out, you will go through flight training, I can't remember where, on... Um, you know, if you're a helicopter pilot, you're go you'll go to a certain school. If you're a if you're a fixed wing pilot, uh, you'll be flying C-130s, I believe, mainly, and you'll go to a different school. But uh, that's that's uh, that's pretty much how you get in. Once you know, once you're through the school, you'll get your gold Navy Naval Aviators wings, um, which is a tradition I'll talk about later when I start talking about the Navy, and then. Once you once you're done with that, you know you get your call sign, and then you're finally a pilot. But you you know some pilots fly search and rescue, some pilots fly uh, humanitarian missions, a bunch of pilots fly a bunch of different things. So it's best to keep in mind, you know, before you get there, what are you gonna do? Um, you know, are you gonna fly search and rescue? Are you gonna fly humanitarian missions? Like I said, are you gonna do other stuff? Are you gonna uh, ferry Coast Guard officials back and forth? And um, and the Coast Guard is not very selective of who their pilots are, but there is a certain amount of scrutiny that you have to go under. I would recommend, you know, going into the military at all as a pilot. Um, it's best to start out with flight training, uh, experience, or already be already be a pilot and go in and get trained on that specific aircraft. So uh, now that we've talked about the Coast Guard a little bit, uh, we'll move on to the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps is you can be you know you can be a helicopter pilot or you can be a fixed wing pilot but you know personally I'm a fixed wing pilot so that's what I mainly talk about fixed wing pilots you're going to either be flying the V22 Osprey the C130 Hercules or the F35 um the F35 Lightning 2 F35 Bravo Lightning 2 which is the most currently the most advanced fighter jet on the planet it is one of the only sixth generation fighter jets in service so it's an awesome jet um, and you know I'd love to do that one day and the requirements are very strict to be able to fly any of those planes for example I could never become a uh, I could never become a fighter pilot um, or a or a fixed wing pilot no I can I could never become a fighter pilot specifically because my eyesight is not good and I don't wear glasses to correct it just because I don't want to. So as a result, I, you know, I could never become a fire pilot. Not that's something I really want to do right now, but I'm getting a lot, little off topic. So to get into the Marine Corps, you have to go through the Naval Academy because the Marine Corps is actually part of the Navy. So you have to go through the Naval Academy. Naval Academy is one of the most prestigious schools in the world to get into. It is extremely difficult. It's based in uh, Maryland, Annapolis, Maryland. And to get in, you have to have a congressional nomination, like I said, stellar academic and sports record. And you have to show signs of having extreme leadership, um, skills, and stuff like that. And these people who actually make it into the academy, um, 
just to clarify something, this is all for officers. Enlisted don't go to enlisted don't go to the service academies. Only officers do. Um, and you're actually not sworn in until you get out of this until you get out of the academy. So on the graduation day, um, for example, for the U.S. United States Naval Academy, Annapolis, um, they have the commandant of the Marine Corps stand up, and then the secretary of the Navy. And if you're graduating out into the Marine Corps, then you'll go, you'll uh, you know stand up and take your oath when the commandant of the Marine Corps gets up to swear you in. And if you're uh, if you're graduating into the Navy, then you'll stand up when the Secretary of the Navy swears you in. But if you're, for Marine fighter pilots, um, or fi pilots, for Marine naval aviators, you, in before you do anything, all officers, before they do anything, they go straight down to, I believe it's Pendleton, is where they go, to Camp Pendleton, for six months of infantry training. Um... And that's all, all Marines go through that. No matter where you're officer enlisted, you could literally be a recruiter, and you've gone through six months of infantry training. Um, that's they put everybody through that. So after that, you go to Camp Beaufort, South Carolina, or North Carolina, I forget which, for flight training, and on the F-35B. If you want to fly the F-35 Bravo, you go to Camp Beaufort. I don't know about the other. I don't know about the other planes. Um, but if you want to fly the F-35 Bravo, you go to Camp Beaufort. The F-35 Bravo is very specialized. And, uh, by the way, you spend a year at Camp Beaufort. Um, it's very specialized because you have to learn, learn how to land vertically and take off in a very short uh, length of runway. Um, so it's a very specialized, very hard-to-operate aircraft. So... Uh, that's a, that ends the first part of our episode. We're going to take a quick break here, guys, and we'll be back in just a second with the second part of our episode. Hey, listeners. Carson here from George Has the Wheel. I want to take a moment to tell you about Audible's awesome 30-day free trial program. Just hit the link in the description and sign up for the free trial. You get a free membership with Audible for 30 days, one Audible credit to spend on books yours to keep, Two credits if you're a Prime member, a friendly email reminder before your trial ends, and best of all, unrestricted access to the entire Audible Plus catalog of books. Podcasts, including my podcast, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. No credits needed. Again, to sign up, hit the link in the description and get your exclusive free trial today. Hey guys, welcome back to George Has the Wheel. So, uh, continuing our talk about naval aviators, I talked about Coast Guard aviators, now I'm starting to talk about Marine Corps aviators. So after you graduate from the academy, you go straight to, uh, I believe, Pendleton, Camp Pendleton in San Diego, for infantry training that they put all the, everybody, officers and enlisted, through. And then after that, you go up to Camp Beaufort, I believe it's South Carolina, 
to go through F thirty five training, and then if if you're if you fly a C one thirty or a V twenty two Osprey, I believe you also go to Camp Before. I'm not sure though. Don't quote me on that. So once you've done that, then you're ready for you're ready for deployment. Typically, Marine officers get deployed right after that, and um, you know unless they've got some other specialty skill that they want to enhance, then they typically deploy right after that, and they operate on U.S. Navy ships only, um, as a rule. Um, and then a few, you know, they've got the Marine Corps has some ships; they'll operate on their ships too, but mainly U.S. Navy ships. So now that you've, now that we've talked about you know Marine Corps aviators, let's talk about where it all comes from: naval aviators, actual naval aviators who are in the Navy. So the pipeline is pretty simple. You know, you can either go to U.S. Navy OCS Officer Candidate School and get commissioned through there. You can go to the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, get commissioned through there, or you can go to a ROTC at a select college, get commissioned through that program. Or you can literally just go and apply for a commission. Um, either one. Uh, so the pipelines, you pretty simply, you know, you go through, you get your commission, and then once you're done, if you'll go, st you'll go straight to NAS Naval Air Station, Penascola in Penascola, Florida, for flight training um, on the for fighter jet pilots. Fighter jet pilots are typically what I'm talking about. Uh, you go straight to NAS Penascola and get flight training. And once you're done training at NAS Penascola, you get your gold wings. Uh, so, for, so there's a difference between the, your gold wings and your silver wings. Silver wings are Air Force aviators, and gold wings are Marine Corps and Coast Guard and naval aviators, uh, and Navy naval aviators. So, yeah, then you're ready for deployment in the fleet. Uh, typically, Marine Corps aviators don't join the fleet as naval aviators until they have... Uh, until they've been promoted to the rank of first lieutenant, um, typically Marine Corps aviators start out start out as uh, second lieutenants. That's what you're commissioned as, and then um, your once you typically once you're promoted to first lieutenant, by then you've completed all your flight training and you're ready to go to the fleet as a naval aviator. Uh, Navy officers start out as ensigns. They're commissioned as ensigns. So typically, by the time you're a first lieutenant, which is the next level up, then you're in the fleet. Um, yeah. So uh, hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And as before, if you have any questions, comments, reviews, suggestions, um, you know, shoot me an email. Don't forget to check out my Patreon page. Show me a little support. Uh, go to Patreon. Sign up. Get one of the memberships. If I have given you over four to five, you know, three to four or four to five dollars of uh, knowledge in the last couple seasons of my podcast and in episodes to come if you think I will. So uh, show me support so show me some support. Click the link in the description. Go check out my Patreon page. Go check out um, George Has the Wheels official YouTube channel. Link's also gonna be down in the description. And as always don't forget to go check out my site. It's got all my episodes on there along with links to everywhere my podcast is available. And like I said before, do not forget to go get your exclusive Audible 30 day free trial. This deal is not forever, guys. You need to go get it right now while it still lasts. So, yeah, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And once again, I'm your host on George Has the Wheel, Carson Wagner. Thanks for listening.